It's This Week in Sleaze with your hosts, the great lord Joshua Regal and Sleazy K. This podcast has been rated Category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Let's talk some fucking that just happened recently. Yes, every once in a while we gotta check um, into and out the recent batch of Category 3 rated Hong Kong cinema. There isn't much of it, or much made of it, in the vein of the fun-filled, porny 90s that we normally cover. Cover, But when they do push for shameless nudity and broad comedy, for instance, and even dark uh, pushes uh, cinematically, it's worth a look. It's a few years old now, but it was part of a temporary, very important and noticeable throwback party to the 90s slash how to craft modern sleaze that all happened in 2011. And that's what we got in the form of 3D Sex and Zen Extreme Ecstasy. So it's flying horse penis in 3D up for review, people. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. And to help us along, me, Slicy K, and the great Lord Joshua Regal, to help us sort of navigate the field of modern sleaze is someone who watches the recent batches of anything, including sleaze and the modern movies, and every Wong Kar Wai movie made when they do come out, which is every 10, 12 years or so is none other than the Doctor, David Lamb, who joins us for this episode. And welcome for the first time, David, to This Week in Sleaze. Thank you for having me. I look forward to, you know, um, losing my sleaze uh, virginity here on the show. <laughs> we will strip you yeah, of all The floors innocence. are pretty sticky already. The floors are sticky. I, I don't consider this to be um, set in the Tidy Whitey Theater as such, because now we focus a little bit on a themed show. The Tidy Whitey Theater is just for random fucked up stuff, usually involving the coxman of Category 3, one of them, or maybe two of them. But in this case, it's like uh, they didn't cast Charlie Cho or, or Lee Chung Ling or Stuart Ong in 3D Sex and Zen. But uh, it was still noticeable and important. We're going to talk of uh, sort of a back, the background and uh, look back on the ripples that he created. Uh, and I can say this, I never expected the ripples to reach Swedish media. But it did. Let's do some quick contact information first of all. And this is This Week in Sleaze on the Podcast on Fire Network. Our website is podcastonfire.com where you'll find this show and all our other shows on Hong Kong cinema, Korean cinema, Japanese cinema, and even ninja cinema. And it is cinema. And we do bonus episodes every now and again. So check those out as well. If you have any questions or feedback, uh, hit us up on email. Podcastonfire at googlemail.com And if you check out the site, there's uh, some handy buttons to our social media, our Facebook, which will lead you to the discussion group as well uh, our twitter our itunes page so if you want to subscribe to us on itunes you can do so via the link rate and leave a comment as well on the itunes feed if you like the show even if you dislike the show and finally click the stitcher button to stream us either via their website or find links over there to apps available on google play or the apple app store I write about these kind of movies, among other things, on SoGoodReviews.com. There's a plethora of genres over there. Uh, nice Hong Kong, sleazy Hong Kong, and mad Taiwanese, and mad Godfrey Ho. All gathered up on my site, and my video hub is SleazyKVideo.com, and uh, you'll find links on my main page to my social media as well. And uh, as a final shout-out from my end here, as always, ShelfLifeClothing.com, Brian Kirby's t-shirt line is always worth 
a uh, shout out because he's a damn nice guy provided the music for this show the intro and outro so check it out uh, Joshua you have a po- ongoing podcast um, called uh, in, in my book it's TTT but uh, it's a uh, you have a more eloquent name for it and uh, what is it about what do you do over at TTT the trashy trio uh, or duo as it is these days essentially it's a show where we cover Similar items to what we cover here, just uh, from a broad spectrum of film from across the world. Fucked up movies. Well, you, you, you sort of do what we do sometimes. You, you sort of look in the underground because you don't consider German splatter mainstream and common. But you, you, you put in it all, like your entire being, into dissecting and deconstructing German splatter. And I love you for that because it's, that, that's your passion. Like, Andreas Schnauz. Like what an what an auteur he made. Like what, what was the name of the movie? It was so, so like teenage a teenage name. Like a, a teenager just like naming them. Let's call it fucked up something. So what was the name of the movie you covered recently? Our last uh, episode covered Zombie Ninety Extreme Pestilence, but uh, Andreas Schnass is best known for the Violent Shit trilogy. <laughs> so <laughs> what's that about? <laughs> Actually, it's about Carl the Butcher, a guy who goes around hacking people to bits. And then in part three, ninjas come out and they're on like a desert island and zombies. Yeah. (laughs) And when you say desert island, it's someone's backyard in the German suburbs. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, they didn't travel far, I don't think. Let's go to Autobahn. Shoot it as an island. (laughs) Violent Shit 3, the infantry of doom is actually the best of the trilogy. And if you're going to watch... One German splatter movie, that's probably the one. Well, no, 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 no. I would say uh, one of Olaf Edenbach's films would probably be the way to go. Those names are so metal, like extreme pestilence. Violent shit. Violent shit. The infantry of doom. Right on. Uh, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get into it. Three D sex and sand, extreme ecstasy. That's, that's a metal name, all right. If you ever heard it, uh, two thousand eleven. And the uh, plot from my review of the film is already four years old. It seems like yesterday everybody was on about three D sex and sand. Uh, but anyway, the plot: Scholar Wei Yang Sheng, played by Hayamo Hiro. He was in uh, New Police Story, among other things. I believe this actor is mixed so to say because correct me if i'm wrong david he has appeared speaking uh, cantonese and mandarin in moves as well so it seems like he's uh, like a disgusting takashi kanashiro type who knows both japanese mandarin english cantonese so what, what do you know about hayamo hero just spontaneous I, I see him here and there usually making fun of himself but i'm not sure if um he's actually speaking mandarin or cantonese i think he might be dubbed in some movies i'm not sure 
But anyway, he plays the scholar Wei Yang Sheng, and he marries early in his life, but craves sexual pleasures. That means the wife and marriage is only in the way after a certain point. Getting to visit Prince Ning's Pavilion of Ultimate Bliss, and Prince Ning is played by the legendary Tony Ho, and uh, I saw him first in my movie viewing sort of habits in Fruit Chance for Longest Summer. It's quite a long trek from the longest summer to this, but uh, Tony gives it his all, and Prince Ning, the character he plays, has it all. Prices art, hordes of women, but Wei's problem, the scholar, is first and foremost a small penis and the inability to last more than a few seconds in bed. The elder of Ultimate Bliss, played by female actress Vonnie Loy, is uh, the character, the being, is an old man with the appearance of a beautiful woman, and she, he, may hold the key to continual sexual pleasures for the scholar, starting with a transplant that lands him a donkey's penis and a paradise-like existence. Soon, this is disrupted as Prince Ning reveals the trap Wei has walked into. It's a trap! <laughs> it's a dick trap! <laughs> The, the funny thing is with this one, you know, you, I'm sure you, Joshua, to some degree, and you definitely, David, because you follow these things, you, you heard of the hype that was drummed up of mm-hmm. 3D Sex and Sam. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, hype is its own cursed thing, but it sort of lived up to the hype commercially and even partly critically. Yeah. So let's uh, throw back a little bit to that. The, the producers of 3D Sex and Sam, including Stephen Shui, or Shu, who was the producer of the 1991 Sex and Sand, they knew how to trigger the role of the marketing machine ball of this one. And as I said, they got press as far as uh, Sweden, where mentions of Hong Kong productions in the press is non-existent usually. It's, it's simply it's not a market, regardless of the genre. And 3D, of course, raises eyebrows, and ultimately the production could tout itself as a fair, critical, but quite a huge commercial success. Even without the lucrative China market as the censorship, this being a very graphic movie, sexually wouldn't allow the movie or a full version of it um, on the mainland. Uh, you, you might think this is a mainland China production because it opens with this 3D China logo kind of thing, but it's it's not because it's a mainland China movie. It's just a, sort of a China 3D production logo. So, um, yeah, so we watched the full version um, when all was said and done. But even without the China market, uh, apparently special trips for fans on the mainland were arranged in order for them to get to attend uncut Hong Kong screenings. Uh, but uh, obviously the movie got distribution elsewhere. For different markets, various edits and censored versions were released. I mean, they're not stupid. They're, it's business, and they're businessmen after all. But uh, uh, I, I thought it was kind of fun, that story of, uh, let's take the bus to Hong Kong, like to see the filth, <laughs> filth, like filth, filth, filth on the bus ride down. <laughs> I was wondered uh, when, when I was looking at this research here. They, they claim on the box art, maybe it's some you know distributors claim that this is the world's first 3D erotic movie, and that sort of didn't play well with me. So to say, I thought like it can't have been the first. I mean, 3D has been around since the, since the 60s and 70s, and I think you can argue that the 1961 American movie The Stewardess would be the first 3D erotic movie. Mm. It's a it's a small little 100,000. In no, maybe not the independent movie, but 100,000 US budgeted movie that grossed over 20 million US dollars at the time. So, I mean, it's a softcore movie, probably a comedy, and not, not very steamy or erotic, but um, I've never seen it. Uh, have you uh, seen, seen it at all, The Studios? I have not seen nor heard of it, uh, though the prospect of a, a, you know, a 3D dick coming towards the screen is always enticing. 
So. You wonder how much they did uh, of that kind, or they just sort of shot a movie and then they had the red, white, sort of uh, whatever that 3D is called. So maybe they didn't the call attention. Style. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that, that I remember from clips uh, because it felt very 60s rather than like coming at ya style movie. But uh, I haven't seen it, but uh, I, I think that's uh, something to mention anyway on the global stage. And imagine like, <laughs> like them having to tell you when to put the glasses on. Mm hmm. Like, they're about to fuck. Put your glasses on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Instead of the modern style, which are like, uh, I still hate 3D movies. Like, going to actual see like, the 3D movies because I just hate, I'm not used to wearing glasses. So it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to the cinema in years, for one, but I've never gone to a 3D movie at all. And I never really, really liked the idea nowadays. But uh, what about you, David? Do, do you suffer through 3D or do you embrace it? I would embrace it more if it was more affordable. I think it's like mm. uh, 30, I think it's about 30 bucks for two people here to, to go to a 3D movie. And a regular one is 20, 25? Yeah, about 20, yeah, 20 bucks, yeah. 20 bucks or so. So, you know, there's a big difference. And if the movie's really shit, yeah, if the I, movie's really I saw shit, like, um, Piranha 3D. Ahead, that <laughs> probably was pretty fun. I watched the one with, um, Colin Farrow, I think it was Fright Night, and I was, was steaming the whole the whole movie. It's just I can't believe this shit. Where's Brewster? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, that would have been fun in 3D initially, the original Fright Night, because it has some cool effects. Right, yeah. that would have looked good in 3D, but alas, no. And uh, and uh, and the best Fright Night we know which one that is, and that's the old one. Yeah. yeah. But as for 3D Sex and Sen, it did good Hong Kong business, as we said, earning 2.7 million Hong Kong dollars in its first days alone. And that actually beat a previous record set by a little movie called Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so flying horse penises versus blue people. Yeah, we know which one reigns supreme. Oh, yeah. It eventually grossed about 40 million Hong Kong dollars, uh, which uh, made it the top grossing Hong Kong film of that year. Not at the top of the list. That year, Transformers 3 was the top at, at the list. But this was like fourth, the fourth or fifth entry on the year list. And it was only beaten by, in terms of uh, what other Asian movie came before, it was only beaten by the Taiwanese juggernaut, You Are the Apple in My Eye. But uh, that wasn't uh, Hong Kong as such. So uh, Sex and Sam was the top Hong Kong movie of that year. So that was, um, that was pretty cool. And it sort of earned it as well, I think, critically. To talk a little about the ripples that a successful movie like 3D Sex and Sand with the sex and sex sales and all of that created. And there was nothing really. It was, it was curious. Nothing really happened. You'd expect that the cheapest of the cheap productions to come out 3D or not uh, of the period erotica kind. But um, it really never, never happened. Uh, the movies uh, that I mention every now and again by Cash Chin, The Forbidden Legend, Sex and Chopsticks, they come out before 3D Sex and Zen, 2008-2009. Uh, but after 3D Sex and Zen, you have stuff like Do West, Our Sex Journey, which is uh, was based on an internet novel, which received sort of mild to bad reviews. And uh, judging by the little read-up I did of it, I haven't seen it. It's sort of a juvenile youth-slash-sort-of-adult comedy, I suppose, uh, and not like a hidden a hidden gem in the in the in the whole uh, rough here did you ever venture into do west if you remember it um, david i had the dvd uh, i don't i don't think i actually press play on it but um i know my wife watched it and i can't remember what her response was don't have much interest in in watching it 
Yeah, based on an internet novel certainly doesn't scream like, ooh, <laughs> potential. <laughs> Cash Chin's The 33D Invader was probably the best out there of unashamed sort of category-free wackiness and craziness of the more recent kind. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked it. It was sort of like completely crazy, completely dark and uh, stupid humor, humor and cactus rape. I think the best part of that movie was that um, that Gollum looking guy. Like, I could not believe how awkward he looked. He was part of the game. He was like this lanky kind of dude with the glasses. And he was just real awkward. And I couldn't believe that, you know, he actually was participating in in some of the the sexual fun. Well, good. Well, good. Well, good for him. Good for him. He got into the action. Finally got some, I guess. (laughs) Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to revisit that at some point. The 33D Invader had a good time with that. Uh, uh, furthermore, Daniel Chan's Triad uh, opted for the higher rating, but didn't make as much of a splash uh, because its focus was violence and bad language. Uh, you know, being a Triad movie with a Category 3 rating, they could afford some bad language in that one. It, it's a solid film, in my opinion, but uh, it uh, wasn't uh, a period erotica, erotica or anything. Uh, Juno Max horror movie Rigamort is played in a more graphic Category 3 version uh, in festivals and then on home video but it was you know a horror movie but uh, still adults an adults movie but there is a listing uh, in if we go back to 3d sex and sense for the director of uh, 3d sex and sense christopher shun in his filmography you find a movie called 4d sex and sense execution <laughs> but as of this date it's still unmade seemingly so it maybe just petered out they, they maybe they couldn't figure out the 4d How how do we do it? How far do we go? (laughs) Like, what what are we going to drop? Exactly. I thought you said spillovision. Yeah, that's what they're going (laughs) to do. Like, they're going to spill stuff from the the roof, say, or the ceiling onto audiences. But (laughs) it's unmade at this point, so who knows? Um, Instead, Christopher Shun fairly recently helmed a category three rated prison movie called Imprisoned Survival Guide for the Rich and the Prodigal. No ripples or nipples, essentially, after 3D sex and sand. That's it. I, I, I don't know if anyone has a thought of this. Maybe you, David. Maybe it's too challenging or difficult to take on that market despite, you know, sex sells. Let's just do it. Let's shoot some low budget. I mean, from, from discussions, I gathered that this market in this day and age, in this day and age, this uh, audience is more conservative versus the 90s. So that's why you're not getting... Tons of sleaze hurled at us uh, in cinemas. But uh, do you have any spontaneous uh, thoughts on why there wasn't this sex and sand explosion? The culture has gotten a little more conservative. But I think also, where would you find um, the next crop of talent that would be willing to do this, right? In the old days, the appeal was you. There are actually some famous names that you can, you know, kind of to, to pique your interest in, you know. You're like oh, Loretta Lee is is in the in the new one. You know, you makes you kind of want to watch it. But now, like, I don't know anybody in these movies. No, same here. I mean, the, they 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 don't stand out as such, and I haven't seen enough like on a constant basis to start recognizing people. So you're you're right. Uh, but you have like a movie series in the case of Lang Kwai Fong that sort of flirts with Category 3, but yeah. all of those stays at Category 2B, which may be perceived as sort of the modern version of the Amy Yip tease cinematically. But yeah. what is it about the Lang Kwai Fong movies? Are they sort of pushing it? Or are they sort of clean and clean and sort of healthy looking despite Category 2B, so to say? Well, it's just the, like basically Lang Kwai Fong and movies like that. It's just like a montage of... Um 
people making out with their 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 undergarments on like i think if if you're an adult you know it's kind of infuriating when there is some some nudity you know it's usually the tastefully shot of a of a naked torso it's it's quite infuriating i you know i tend not to go and watch stuff like that yeah it's a uh, yeah i agree i, I would uh, i would have liked to see sort of a uh, a rough and gritty sort of return to a free-for-all kind of cinema, but but we're not in that cinema climate at this point, unfortunately. But uh, I'll I'll take what I can get, essentially. So, <laughs> also worth mentioning is that this and uh, 1991 Sex and Sin and even Whole Fans, little known but gorgeous uh, movie, You You Poison Two, are all mildly or wholly based on the 17. 17- 17th century Chinese erotic novel translated as into English as the carnal prayer mat, which was uh, an often banned and censored uh, work. Uh, and judging by the plot breakdown of it, it seems earlier movies like Sex and Sand depicted its content more heavily. And this Sex and Sand 3D sort of dips into various content you've seen in movies and read in the carnal prayer mat. Uh, it's not a remake of Sex and Sand or another depiction of the book in as far as i can see the funny thing is with you uh, poison as crazy as you know the movies are and the stories uh, that movie was made in a rather straight and bleak manner which was kind of awesome it's a gorgeous movie it was made in 1986 and uh, it features you know the transplant the whole horse penis transplant or donkey penis transplant but still it's treated totally serious while sex and zen from 1991 was a full-on comedy, really. It had some darkness and some horrible rape scenes with uh, Elvis Choi, of course. And if anything, I mean, those movies are dark and ends on a downbeat note, but we can say this about 3D Sex and Zen. It celebrates love and gives us sort of a... (laughs) (laughs) Kind of gives us a happy ending for once. So it's it's like a less dark comic retribution than in uh, earlier movies uh, or earlier versions. Uh, and finally, on my end, and then I'm going to throw a little bit to the guys here. Of note is that we watched a version on DVD that is um, touted as the director's cut of 3D Sex and Sand that runs 110 minutes. Uh, going by rumblings of uh, sort of those who compared, it seems it, like this movie is more complete and focused as they rearranged and re edited it to longer length. It's not simply extended in a simple manner. They sort of started restructuring scenes and featured alternate shots some more graphic shots and stuff like that so so it's been edited for longer length mm-hmm. you said yeah i said i said <laughs> you're slow this morning joshua it's been <laughs> cut in order to uh add length and girth is what you said <laughs> essentially the short version is not the scholar way yang sheng supported version right but the, the longer one that's the one he stands behind <laughs> it's been uh it's added its own uh, cinematic donkey dick is what you're saying <laughs> yep, exactly. okay if marketing would have yep 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 just checking <laughs> double checking i've got, got yep. this right uh, we'll link to an illustrated comparison of all of this uh, in the show notes but uh yeah, if marketing would have uh, done its thing, they would have released it as like the the like the donkey's dick extended edition, <laughs> <laughs> like with a big stamp and some boobs oh. on the cover. But they the DVD I bought, it was, there was no fuss about director's cut at all. So it's like uh, okay, it's longer apparently. Yes, totally. No, no, like filthy box set either of it. You know, just ah. 
just a plain old DVD. Let's get into the review, guys. Uh, let me throw it over to you, Joshua, first of all, for a brief opinion of 3D Sex and Sand Extreme Ecstasy. I quite liked it. I, I didn't know that I would. Uh, the whole 3D thing usually to me, uh, I don't know. I think it, it, it can be a bad sign, you know, when a uh, series and stuff like that go to the 3D and like just trying to uh, capitalize and market, but this movie's uh, pretty sleazy and it's uh, pretty stupid and it's pretty fun. <laughs> I mean, if, to, to, to be fair, isn't it like sex or horror? That should be used for 3D, if we're being honest here. Like, uh, really, genres and content that will make noise. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense, but, uh, you know, it just seems like when they go to that point, they're usually just relying on the fact that, you know, oh, you know, people are going to see this because they're going to expect some guy to stand in front of the camera with a hard-on and just start humping the camera, you know, and it's going to be in 3D and dicks are going to be everywhere. I would imagine that that's what they would think because that's what I would think. It's not really what we get, is it? Like, it's more no. uh, other elements coming at you, blood and shards and glass and stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you do get the flying deck at one point. Oh, we're going to talk about that for 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 uh, let's throw over to you, David. Uh, what's your short opinion of 3D, 6 and 7? I, uh, I agree with uh, Josh, and I think it's, uh, it's fun. It's really stupid. I, I kind of had a problem with the the violence towards uh, the four, the last forty minutes of the film. It's kind of off putting. Kind Shit of, gets uh, real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a Hong Kong movie, dude. It's a Hong Kong movie. What do you expect? Like, <laughs> you should expect this. But I, I agree. Many people single out that that it changes tack quite drastically and. Uh, rubs it in uh, like for long periods yeah. of time. Like uh, we're gonna go dark, not for five minutes. But for about 40. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, ventures off into torture porn for uh, it really you know, does. a good 40 minutes. And, he, and in this director's cut, there's actually the more graphic violence is in the director's cut. There's a scene where he sort of starts to put glass shards in his own leg, one of the characters. That was not in the theatrical version, so they've extended, like, yeah. grew, grew some torture oh, and stuff like that. Great. Important. It is totally important. <laughs> But for for my brief opinion, uh, it's so thrilled, filled to the brim with comedy, sex, gorgeous women, and uh, Tony Ho relishing the chance to be evil beyond belief. And it's so much fun to see this post-millennium Hong Kong movie go for it in every department and like employ such stupid moods and dark moods. And uh, I mean, it's not affecting as a drama. Director Shun kind of tries, you know, love. It's for real, yo. <laughs> but, you know, it, as an emotionless spectacle... It's more than fine. It's, it's it's so much fun. And I actually like the darkness just because I'm kind of dumb that way that I like any Hong Kong movie that sort of starts with, if you track back yeah, to Eric Tsang and people chasing girls and the last scenes are completely dark and horrible. <laughs> you know, I don't mind a movie like that. Let's uh, start from the beginning. Like, the logos. <laughs> it's so like... Fuck you! We're so 3D. We're totally 3D. Like they, <laughs> they drop a, a CG animated uh, 3D glasses in the frame, and it's like sweeping flag for the China 3D logo. So if you were wondering if it was 3D, here it is. Like uh, it, they put it on Front Street immediately. <laughs> so, but I enjoy that, and and uh, it's also by the production company One Dollar Productions, which uh, was kind of fun. But it's a fairly high-budget film. But it starts classy. You've got sweeping shots of this mountain. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. looks sound, looks and sounds classy. It looks awesome. 
I think it's good to so, sort of put everything on Front Street immediately. Like we're, we're going to be three D. Like you read about, it's uh, going to come at you. We're we're going to get uh, daggers coming at you, and uh, I mean, some of it looks awful, especially when there's blood involved. But some stuff looks okay. I mean, maybe I would have been more annoyed if I'd seen it in three D. I've we we've seen a two D dvd version but you know the shards coming at you and stuff like that i know why it's there but i wasn't annoyed by it when it involved objects you know but when it involved blood later in the movie that's where i thought it just looks awful to do blood in 3d cg blood looks awful anyway but uh, to do uh, to do it in 3d to boot man oh man but uh, if we go around the room a little bit here for instance you david do, do you think you could sort of um did did you get taken out of the movie whenever it felt the need to be slow-mo 3D and stuff like that? Not really. I just didn't get the 3D aspect of it. You know, like, and there's some, some daggers flying at you, sure. But, I mean, if it's a 3D, like, sex movie, you know, you should should have some, I don't know, like, fucking jizz flying towards you or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, really. It, right? Um, you know, maybe... Uh, some ass in your face or something, something. It just, it just felt like the 3D was just basically reserved for, you know, the, the action stuff. Maybe they felt, uh, maybe you can have a fear in this, Joshua, as well, that, uh, you know, we have enough sex and ladies and uh, all of that, that we don't need to go 3D in terms of that. We just need to put them on screen and that will work too. You know, or like that balance between, okay, we got objects and violence in 3D, but the boobs, like, 2D boobs, is fine. You know, they're going to come in to see them anyway. I don't know. I'm, when I think of, like, uh, the worst of, like, gimmicky uh, 3D and stuff, I usually think back to Friday the 13th Part 3D. Like, the sequence in that where the guy's, like, playing with a yo-yo. And he's, yes. like, <laughs> and it's coming down to the camera. Ooh, and it keeps coming back and forth. And it's, like, that was pretty bad. You're, like, what the fuck? I'm watching a horror movie and this guy's playing with a yo-yo. Another one when they were passing around a joint and the guy tries to put the joint in the camera. Stupid shit like that. Amateurville 3D is the same as well. I remember people picking up cups in the foreground, just like being (laughs) casual. Like, I'm gonna pick up a cup. Watch as I pick up this cup, dear. Gonna stretch really long because it's so far in the foreground. (laughs) Oh, here it is. (laughs) This stuff is generally, if it wasn't in the title, and you were just watching this. If it was just three, uh, if it was just sex and zen, uh, you know, ultimate horse fucking or whatever, you wouldn't even probably think about it. You know, the uh, blood when it flies towards the screen and what have you, or like uh, snake dick that happens later and all that stuff. You know. Yeah, it's a. I I, I kind of agree. I mean, I, I forgot about like when I think about a movie, it's not like oh my god, the 3D added another grade to it, uh, to to like my enjoyment of it. Not not really. I mean, it, it's there, but it's over quickly, and uh, other elements are fun anyway. You know, uh, as the movie introduces us to the scholar way, and uh, sort of <laughs> that he's uh, he he watches this uh, old married couple at uh, the wedding reception I think his wedding reception yeah. or shortly before and he's sort of disgusted by them favoring you know tenderness and decades of love and like poofed essentially he's saying without saying it that you know, fucking is crucial what are these old people talking about like uh, I'm gonna use my extremely awesome dick a lot and uh, you know as as the plot sort of alluded to his dick is not extremely awesome and he's not extremely awesome in bed either 
<laughs> he's a free thrust kind of guy, and then he's done. Poor bastard. You know, it's I don't know how familiar you are, David, with uh, like the ex- or how much you with watch fucking? these. With fucking, like, how familiar are you? <laughs> well, I'm pretty, pretty familiar. <laughs> You've done this before. Okay, well, you're the only one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what what's it like <laughs> but, but you know how, do you remember watching a lot of these uh, movies when they came out in the 90s or you stuck to the sort of good ones the sex and sin or did you watch every dirty movie that came out back in the day um i'm i like to say i pretty much caught uh, all the the dirty ones because i think i mentioned before my my wife is actually a big fan of uh, the category three stuff and you know i just watch it with her Usually never gotten much uh, enjoyment out of them. It's a good way to pass the time, I think. Yeah, so you never went, uh, you didn't see every char- like low-fi, low-budget Charlie Chow movie that uh, that came at you uh, uh, in the 90s, then, like the, the stuff we watch on this show, essentially. Mostly the big-name ones, you know. Oh, hey! <laughs> don't, don't, don't slam Charlie. <laughs> the reason I'm asking is that uh, it it is fun to see this come back. It really is that, that feeling of... Uh, like a good sort of classy looking period movie that is silly stupid and uh, attempts sexiness i mean it's up to each reviewer if you think this is sensual or erotic and it's not a retro throwback to me as such where it's sort of like all like both feet are in the night is i think i stand by that that they know how to channel the fun of the 90s but sort of move it forward as well but uh, it seems like it's not easy to continually do that today because we get so few of these. But uh, if you remember watching one of these for the shows, like, how does this feel for this Sex and Sen? Is it, like, totally current, or do you feel it sort of is uh, parting with the 90s at the same time as it goes about its stupid ways? I agree that it has uh, one foot in both uh, areas, kind of. I-, I feel like for this decade and for this era, it's far more uh it goes far it goes further than i would have imagined it would have there's a dick shot in this it's a a 3d dick it looks like but like uh when they actually show the small penis of the scholar or whatever they actually show full-on male genitalia i was like oh well what an amazing job to sit there and animate that little thing (laughs) (laughs) that little thing what are you working on (sighs) i hate my life (laughs) (laughs) this is my life there was that. There was like uh, a shot of balls. Is uh, the, like the muscular dude that uh, kind of like seduces the wife later in the movie. That like there's a sequence. The rapist. Him. Yeah, the, the flying the, dagger the, rapist. The flying dagger rapist. That's where it is. Uh, when he's uh, behind her and he's kind of jumping up and down and she's in the hot tub, he, like you get a clear shot of his balls. So I was like, okay, well they didn't even try to hide that or anything. So. You're you're right. You never they, they, within the category three because we normally watch cinema versions. We didn't have like director's cut versions of Charlie right. Chow movies. But for this one, they they push it. But uh, I bet most of that is exclusive to this uh, director's cut. If I'm being honest, because I, I know that little penis shot was not in the cinema version. So. Absolutely not, because you could easily lose it. You wouldn't. You don't really need that for that scene. They try to emulate what came before, but they try to take it further as well. And that's that's where like the latter half, the last forty minutes, the you know continuous torture and things like that, which to me it seemed like the filmmakers they were like, uh, we know that our story is incredibly flimsy. The reason for the revenge and stuff like that is just absolutely ridiculous. It's so, <laughs> it's 
it hinges on someone accidentally eavesdropping on someone, essentially. Like. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hey! <laughs> it almost becomes a spoof at that point. And I feel like the movie knew what they were doing. They're like, hey, fuck it. You know, let's have fun with it. So let's take this way further than it needs to be, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, that connects to actor Tony Ho. I've, oh, I don't think I've seen more than The Longest Summer, David, which is a great fruit Chan movie. I love The Longest Summer. It's challenging, but I love it. That was his first movie. He's essentially getting the Elvis Choi role here, but he's, he's not emulating Elvis Choi in no. terms of performance side. But do, do you like Tony at all? I mean, I, I bet you've seen at least his Fruit Chan appearance and, um, and something elsewhere, right? Yeah, when I, when I first watched uh, The Longest Summer, I, I was convinced that this guy was headed to somewhere. You know, he was going to be a somebody in the industry and uh, how, how far he has fallen. <laughs> yeah. He's even in the gigolo, as we'll talk of next yeah. episode. But uh, you know, you know, he embraces this, doesn't it? Like yeah. he, he's great. I think he's great. I, I will say that Tony is the 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 raging hard on of the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. he, he keeps it pumping. He keeps it pumping. Oh, you gotta get that quote on the on some DVD box. The rage Tony Hall is the raging hard on of the film. He keeps it pumping and pumping. David Lambert. Well, I'm serious. He can use that to describe himself from now on. Like anytime they mention Tony Ho, the raging hard on of 3D Sex and Zen, is now in this movie. Come see it. Yeah, come see it as well. C U M. Come see it. <laughs> Any spontaneous thoughts on this actor that is new to you? I mean, he's not trying to be Elvis Choi, right, Joshua? He's trying to be a, a villain, you know? No, yeah, but he's definitely uh, stepping into those shoes, taking it uh, pretty far over the top, and I love it. I, I, I love his um, his pavilion. I mean, it's, I, I, don't, I don't think they were influenced by Caligula, but... I, just, I think back to like the scene in it where like, uh, he humps somebody to death. Yeah, he yeah he ate something. He ate something a little bit too strong uh, aphrodisiac, essentially. <laughs> yeah, he humps someone to death and then turns around. And he has fucking red eyes. Yes, <laughs> like out of nowhere, I was like, "What the fuck is going on in this movie now?" Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, well, he's also fucking someone while suspended on a chain. <laughs> with a, with that that is a sort of a mild uh, reference to Elvis Choi, I think, uh, because he, I think he was, I think he did that in Sex and Sam, but he's had flying sex scenes in movies as well. A Chinese torture chamber story, the famous scene that was YouTubed uh, way before anyone was uh, even familiar with that movie. You know, that's a smart like reference without being like, "Look at us, we're referencing Sex and Sam, love us." You know, it, yeah. it's not uh, desperate in that regard. I love the. It's cheap. It looks cheap, but uh, you you can't help to love, but to love uh, Tony Ho's um, sort of uh, pavilion of uh, bliss or whatever it was called. Uh, he's got penis fountains and women everywhere, and it sort of looks like that uh, sort of island of Capri, I believe it's called, that Peter O'Toole rules and reigns in Cali- in Caligula in the opening scenes of Caligula. It's not as fucked up, but it's sort of free for all, just uh, decadence and. Uh, then some as we meet yeah. the elder of bliss uh, it's like a dick academy <laughs> it really is, it really is. <laughs> you would think like okay you got the penis fountains that water is gonna come at me at some point and it doesn't because it it, right. uh, it, it doesn't go for that obvious 3d either but it's there i mean it's it's enough to have that probably like uh cardboard uh, design there i believe uh, it's probably very cheap but it's it looks it looks okay on screen i mean it's cool penis fountain did you uh, catch in the 
like the little introduction of this area or whatever the uh, two naked girls riding the rocking horse in the background mm-hmm. I believe I did I believe believe me I looked I looked everywhere <laughs> <laughs> it was it was very uh sex and zen like uh poster art it was very uh oh yeah reference. good point good pull mm-hmm. I was like oh I see what you're going for there you know that's mad but when we meet the androgynous the elder of bliss uh, uh played by Von Eloy you know, it's it, it is so wonderfully stupid because no one knows, especially if a scholar anyway doesn't know who he she is. So he he sort of plays with her accessory that's wrapped around her leg, and oh my god, it's a dick, <laughs> <laughs> snake dick. And uh, here's where they finally use the at least not sexual stuff but adult stuff for 3d purposes because joshua uh you know what kind of happens as we see the dick in action the elder of bliss's dick in action so it's it's a little bit confusing <laughs> the the accessory that's wrapped around he she's leg and because i don't i don't even know what to call it because it, it's a okay it's an old man right but in the body of a young female yeah, he, he absorbs young boys that turn old in order to sort of transform into the form that you see her in. Uh, yeah, but he he or she never really says what he or she wants to be, so I I don't know what to call it. But anyway, around the leg is like it looks like a yellow. I don't I don't know. It looks like, like a tail. Yeah, or like and it looks the substance that it's made of looks almost like cake or some shit. But uh, so, Ooh, so, cake. Yeah, as our uh, scholar. No, 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 cake, cake, cake. It's a dick. That's exactly what he thinks because he starts to go to the, uh, you know, to this accessory. And he's like, oh, you have a lovely accessory here and like kisses it before uh, <laughs> before she unleashes it. And uh, we see it come to life in legit terms. It seems to come to life. This uh, penis that's about, I'm going to say about three and a half, four foot long. And strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she tests, she shows off the durability of this penis by uh, taking a wagon wheel <laughs> and <laughs> beginning to like spin the wagon wheel on the penis. I have no idea how that's, I would like to have seen more of the you know, logistics of how this is happening. But unfortunately, the movie kind of covered it up. Yeah, it's 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 certainly that's an image that you sort of it's 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 fairly cheap CG, but it gets the job done, right, David? Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, you you remember that from that movie? You remember her because she she's a gorgeous woman playing that role. Or or how do you think Vonnie Loy fared in the she he role? I I thought she was great. She's uh super attractive. Um, you know, unfortunately, she's uh not made to be doing the most glamorous things. <laughs> she's- um, Dubbed by a guy. Yeah, and she she acts like a filthy man too, like scratching yeah. her toes and eating the stuff in between her toes and stuff like that. Ah, I'm a man. Yeah, that was kind of disgusting. But I remember her prior to the release, like going on shows and like seeing how she was exploited and you know and all this shit. What? Yeah, you're in 3D sex and zen. I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> That's a shame because I think she comes off. Well, there were some people that think mad that, I don't know if you spotted this, Joshua, maybe it's super obvious, uh, but her brief nudity, I'm fairly certain it's a special effects shot. Like, they, they put her head on another body. Like, uh, oh. there, there, there's a two-second scene, like, so she's not running around constantly nude, but there's a two-second scene with her head on another body. Yeah, there was something weird about them titties. There was something weird about them. 
I couldn't well, tell what it was. She kind of squeezes them, doesn't she? Right. She's gonna... Yeah. She like <laughs> opens up her little blouse or whatever and like whips out the titties. And uh, yeah, they, they're just very bouncy. And I was like, this is kind of weird. They, they have a weird bounce to them. I was taking copious notes on that. I was just like, <laughs> weird bounce. I'm going to ask at school what this means. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I haven't learned how to do, you know, any breast exams or anything, unfortunately. So this might be sure. a good time to bring it up. I'm in the last semester. I'll, you know, go to my teacher. Like I've been watching 3D Sex and Zen. And, uh, I want you to check out these titties real quick and tell me what you think. Josh, you're really, uh, holding this movie to close scrutiny, eh? Like you, you noted the ball shot, which I, I we, we miss. Yes. Now the now the weird uh, bouncing weird of the tits. tits. <laughs> yeah, uh, was, like, I, I take notes on specific things. You know, I have like a checklist, and anytime oh, anything comes, really close. taking an academic approach to this whole thing. <laughs> well, let's uh, put uh, let's really put the movie to test. Then is Joshua the transplant <laughs> of the cock realistic? You know, in, is it ap- applicable to actual medical doctor? Life. Uh, you don't want me to answer that, Ken. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm afraid it, not. <laughs> you know, it's obvious that this movie, uh, despite not being a full remake of Six and Sen and not a full depiction of the book, they're going to do a cock transplant because everybody remembers that from Six and Sen. And the movie hasn't been super comedic at this point, and it's not been a, in a super hurry to reveal the revenge plot to anything. It, and it's also a long movie at this point. In The director's cut makes it very long. Uh, but it's the first place where it really goes super uh, wacky with the whole casting of uh, one of the actors is uh, Tin Kaiman, uh, Iron Shirt from Shaolin Soccer, with uh, wheelchair, wheelchair-bound uh, doctor, so to say. And I-, I love the little reference to Sex and Sam because they are the students of Kent Cheng's character from Sex and Sam, who's dead now, and they have a painting of Kent Cheng that briefly appears mm. in the movie, so it mm-hmm. connects to Sex and Sand that way. I thought, hey, it's where the movie and Christopher Shun, the director, starts to have, you know, fun with the 3D in a comedic way. You know, you you got the Vonnie Loy, you know, penis reveal. But here, the the movie goes into full sort of adult slapstick as these uh, guys, these doctors, they're not the... You expect them to be kind of clumsy because uh, they kind of act like it. Uh, and as it turns out, uh, they found a good replacement penis. A horse penis. Just cut that off. Easy enough. And as they're gonna go and put that on, he falls and it becomes slow motion. Oh no. And you see what coming at ya in 3D, Joshua. Horse cock. In <laughs> doing s- several 360s at us, it felt like anyway. Oh yeah. I was very happy to see that. I was like, this is, this is why I wanted to see this movie. This is it. I think I even made the joke, maybe on this show about, uh, you know, flying a 3D horse cock when I first heard of the, the movie. Like, I'm in now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is all I wanted. This is all I needed. No, I, I think uh, the whole horse cock delivers, you know. <laughs> um. I mean, it's, it's ropey CG there for fun. You know what I mean? Because it's not this great effect but it's there for fun and that's why it works so much better for me i will say the version i saw um the the horse cock is pixelated right 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 I, i'd imagine that because there, there is a shot before it starts spinning i think he shows it sort of to the camera this is it this is what we're gonna put to put on to you 
So maybe yeah, the category three mm. version it, it was too much for the category three version. Uh, as a matter of fact, so me, uh, me, me and Joshua got the full, yeah, yeah the full full. Hundred <laughs> percent horsecock. It was wonderful. Just a few more notes. I mean, I, I can sort of just say that I the the darkness it it, it goes on for for long too long really i mean it, i like uh, i like it as a concept to have it in this movie and the movie isn't oddly paced or anything but it does sort of get to a point where i think 10 minutes or so shorter would have had a more like swift effect on us because it, it's it, it does really as david correctly said it does become torture porn I, I don't mind the switch but it's sort of it states its point you know a sequence or two earlier where ultimately you know spoilers uh, he loses his donkey's penis and that's mm. that was sort of what the story was leading up to but uh, there was some like a sequence or two in there where we we get it i mean it's an unfair world people are gonna get punished and but we get it uh, like without it being 40 minutes of it you know let's be honest it's a two-hour movie did it really absolutely need to be that length you know right I mean, you could have shaved off a lot of this and shortened down the film, and it would have been a lot more uh, punchy. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was about ninety originally. I I, I could foresee like a um, a director's cut could have instead ended up at maybe slightly over hundred, and that would have been more swift. Uh, I, I you know I wasn't bored, but I, I could recognize that it's uh, this switch into dark is fun. But um, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, uh, Tony Ho's character. He is, you know, batshit crazy mad and angry. You know, they talked bad about me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, he, he couldn't have left the monk alone. He had to fuck with that guy too. Like, <laughs> he's like he he expects everybody in like town, like at like a monk, to like really look at his lifestyle and be like, yeah, that guy's a really good dude. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove a pair of tits in that guy's face. <laughs> that'll show him mean to me, mean to me. <laughs> but uh you know i i i actually i have a few more notes but i'm gonna sign off here on my behalf i think it, it i think it sort of fairly works despite some weaknesses along the way i had fun with it and i'm glad the director's cut does feature the stuff that joshua highlighted where, where we see a new modern movie being allowed to go for it albeit on the version that ended up on video and not uh on the big screen but it's a joy to see a Hong Kong movie not being connected to the mainland as such and its restrictions and just sort of go for it in this adult way. I've missed that feeling. The third for Indie Invader did well in that regard as well. It turns super dark once Samuel Lung transforms into this alien with the cactus dick. And it's super stupid as well. And uh, that maybe says something about me, but I'll take it. So th- there it is. So th- that's sort of my closing words for now. A- anything else you want to say, David, either at the end of the movie or beginning of the movie or wherever. So the floor is yours. Uh, I have a few things to talk about. Um, first, I would like to uh, briefly just go back to the, the whole uh, the penis uh, surgery. You know, where else in, a, in, in any other film are you going to find a guy that gets his penis, his original penis, lobbed off, and then he gets a donkey penis attached. Then he gets the penis chopped off again. It's like... That's a lot to uh, put your male lead through. And then not only that, but to watch helplessly as his original penis is split in half yeah. by a guy with his uh, you know, chompers on one side and a dog fighting over <laughs> right? his penis. But prior to that, 
you know, he's told that, you know, this might not work. Let's just reattach your original penis. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the horror? <laughs> it's just like, um, okay. And there you get the ropey CG, but done for fun as well, uh, as the yep. like, tug of war between oh, the guy and the, and the dog. I mean, that's not a good effect, but it's fun. It's comedic oh, purposes. It can be, it doesn't need to be, you know, the greatest effect. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's the penis uh, surgery. Now, I was looking into some of, uh, some of the promotional material, like the tie-in for this film. And um, do you know they were handing out uh, mouse pads to, um, to the, the audience, I guess, during the premiere? And um, the mouse pads are actually just profiles of the, the female leads. I think there were four of them. Now, the cleavage part is raised. Oh, huh? oh, that's clever. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Makes sense to me. All the female audiences said when they were handed that, they said, no, give it to my boyfriend. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. You kind of, now if you use it, you can just kind of rest your, uh, your, your wrists on it, which is really smart. <laughs> One last thing I'd like to bring up is how uncomfortable it must have been to, to be on the tour bus going to the theater. Just think about that, guys. <laughs> I wonder know? if they did chant in the bus, like, yeah, high five, high five. and Everybody's popping Viagra. <laughs> and then it's sort of quiet in the bus, and everybody's sort of like... <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just a trip going home, you know, after the movie. What do you talk about? Man. I didn't get hard. Did you get hard? I didn't get hard. <laughs> no, I totally didn't get hard. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's it for me. Right on. Do you want to say anything else, Joshua? Did you want to be on that bus? Absolutely. I want to be on that bus right now. <laughs> I want to be there in the midst of the awkwardness, and I'll be the one to talk about, you know. You would have fucking... been Tony Ho. I would have been. Red eyes and everything. No, like, I don't know. There's so much good stuff in it. There's, uh, shit, there's that weird ass from out of nowhere Kill Bill spoof that happens after he gets the, uh, donkey deck. When he's totally cock sure about himself. Uh-huh. See what you did there. It's that like a sound cue from Kill Bill. Dun, dun, dun. It's and it's not the original version either. It's like uh, some for like. It's almost like I mean, if anybody watches wrestling, like back in the nineties, WCW always like basically took like pop songs, popular songs, and would like do their own like grungy like version of it and shit. So they had like a wrestler who came out to uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit," but like a really shitty version of it. And it's just like that. It's like, uh, you know, just a few notes changed here and there so that it's, I guess, different enough, but you get the gist. A lot of hot chicks in it. A lot of uh, great nudity. The Japanese cast and the Hong Kong cast come together quite quite well. I mean, it is a gorgeous, it is a fairly gorgeous movie, but added to that of gorgeous, gorgeous ladies, uh, Japanese or not. So, and, and the Japanese casting is nothing new. I mean, you had that in Sex and Zen and tons of category free movies anyway. So even when there was... Hong Kong talent that were willing to uh, to take their clothes off. Bring in the Japanese. They'll get naked. Let's do some quick availability and sign off for uh, for this episode. Uh, at the time of recording, we're going to try and do two episodes. We're going to rush through the sleeves. 
But as for availability, just to sort of uh, repeat a few things, uh, Hong Kong has, by now, uh, released both the theatrical version and the director's cut on Blu-ray, but the theatrical version seems to be only available in 3D, while the longer one got both 2D and 3D versions. Uh, but that is in Hong Kong, though. Uh, there's plenty of, dish- of editions worldwide, but there's too little time here to sort of dive into which one has the, the theatrical version, director's cut, 2D or not 3D, because it's such a vast jungle of releases of 3D Sex and Sen, we usually complain that there's no distribution anymore. Now there is, and it's everywhere. <laughs> like, like throw a rock and you'll hit a version of 3D Sex and Sen. And uh, not on any streaming services, at least, as far as I know. Anyway, Other than maybe Pornhub. X videos. <laughs> Start listing every porn site I know and really make X myself look bad. X hamster. Red tube. <laughs> wait, wait, what the fuck is it? There's one with bull in the name of it. Like... <laughs> Bull tube or something like this. It sounds terrible. I promise you, it's mostly just normal porn videos. Someone's gonna vouch for me. They're not gonna say anything because our audience is. Like I'm gonna silent. mute the audio and editing, and like you're gonna be totally like, guys, guys. And then since I'm the doctor, porn MD. <laughs> you should know that, Joshua. You should know I that. Know. You're, you're educating yourself to be a nurse for heaven's sake. You should know these things. Ah, you're right. You're right. It's gonna come Sorry. up on the test. Complete the following website URL. That's the last question of the test. Porn. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Porn H dot dot. Wrong. Dot com. Fail. Maybe we can get some of these guys to sponsor uh, the, the the show, huh? They should. It was easy enough. Uh, it was easy enough to get sponsorship by on podcasts a while ago for this uh, adult video uh, website where they sold. Uh, movies, but uh, you know, no one buys porn anymore. Like people watching right. porn on it. You're doing it wrong if you're paying for it. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it blows my mind that the porn business is still like a billion dollar thrive, business. Yeah. It's like, how the hell are you making money? Because I don't pay you fuckers anything. You know, I have no idea. You know, everything that you if make or whatever, I can quickly find with a Google search. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a mystery to be untangled. Something else. <laughs> it's a mystery for the ages. How does the porn business stay afloat? Well, the porn business in Hong Kong cinema, so to say, it isn't, you know, it's just sporadic nowadays. But, 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 that leads us into, like, the next time. You know, the group is back next time with another round of Modern Sleaze. And this time we witness the resurgence of the Gigolo movie. Not with, not with Simon Yam this time, but a new kid on the block in 2015's The Gigolo. We haven't done the Gigolo movie on this movie uh, before, but uh, on this movie on the show before. But uh, there are some Simon Yam classics, like Hong Kong Gigolo is a uh, is quite a classic where he's pursued by this homosexual Westerner in that movie. Like he wants Simon Yam's ass <laughs> hard. Who doesn't, right? <laughs> yeah, well, for sure, for sure, he's a be- beautiful, beautiful man, and I wished he was in the Gigolo. He could have been. He could have been mm-hmm. the best Gigolo in the stable, despite being sixty years old, because he still looks. Awesome, but uh, nonetheless, no. But uh, let's do that next time and uh, do some quick contact information to s- finish this one off. A 3D sex and send discussion, and this has been this weekend's lease on the podcast on Fire Network. You'll find uh, all of our stuff on that site, including bonus episodes, various shows on Hong Kong cinema and Japanese cinema, etc. etc. Follow the links on the top of the page to our various social media, and I write these kind of reviews on sogoodreviews.com and uh, furthermore let's run through it really quickly Shelf Life Clothing of course is uh, our good friend Brian Kirby designed the outro and intro to the show so check out his t-shirts I don't know if he's done 
you, well, yeah, of course it's done. He's done the Category 3 t-shirt. I own, I own one, so it's uh, quite a marvelous t-shirt. It looks, it looks stained, and the, the stains are white. Mm. Yeah. And is it a big old Category 3 t-shirt? Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, yeah, so let, let, let's just finish it off really quickly with your final plucks, Joshua, and then we'll sign off. Oh, Trashy Trio. I mean, trashytrio.libson.com, I think is the address. If not, just Google search a Trashy Trio podcast and you'll find uh, myself and Wendy's latest exploits, which are kind of slow going right now because of uh, school, but uh, hopefully come December, January, things are going to you know speed up and there's going to be a lot more fun happening over there. And uh, I didn't write any clever, let's stop the fucking, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys. Like, how, how would you sign off in terms of a 3D Sex and Sam podcast? So, Joshua, go. <laughs> let's stop the fucking in two dimensions! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, that's it. Let's, let's do that. So, I've been Sleazy K therefore, and with me was the great Lord Joshua Regal. So, say bye for now, buddy. Bye. And uh, thank you, David Lamb, for now. You're going to be on the next episode, uh, so you get another thank you. But thank you for now for enlightening us on 3D Sex and Sen and uh, modern sleaze. So thank you and say goodbye, buddy. No problem. Thank you for having me. And yes, the, the dick doctor will return. <laughs> stay tuned. We'll return in 4D stay Sex tuned, and Stay tuned, stay hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, as a bonus for anyone still listening, uh, we're going to do a quick reading here, or I'm going to do, of a user review posted in Chinese of 3D Sex and Zen at the time of release. It was made more notorious because actor Chapman Toe posted an, an, an unenergetic reading of it online in a video. So as we talked to uh, David about, maybe off air, that uh, he could vouch for this video being kind of half genius or full-on genius as Chapman Toe goes through this profane review of 3D Sex and Sand, a bad review of 3D Sex and Sand. So is it legendary in its own right, David? The review is genius. Chapman Toe is genius. It's brilliant. Funny motherfucker. And, uh, but they were sort of, the translation was posted by, uh, I, I don't have the link now, but I will post uh, the link, so we make sure that is credited. But it's sort of a user review posted by an anonymous 18-year-old horn dog, essentially. <laughs> so... And uh, it was sort of the review and ang- angry review of the century. So um, let's uh, go through it here. So, quote, Why would a porn flick with more show more blood rather than sweat slash semen? Fair point. <laughs> more, pierce- <laughs> more piercing cries rather than moans of ecstasy? And why would a 3D porn flick show more flying bullets, knives, rocks, guts, and gore rather than sex? Fuck! I'd rather see cum shots squirt towards my face instead of seeing bullets or knives come at me from the screen. If I wanted to see flying bullets, I would have gone to see let the bullets fly instead. 
Why would a porn flick turn into a horror movie? Why would it contain head explosions, disembowelments, and dismemberment? Fucking motherfuckers! I watch porn because I want to see people having sex, not murdering each other. How can I get a hard-on when I see cocks getting severed? First paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't guessed it by now, the so-called porn cum slasher flake I'm talking about is 3D sex and extreme ecstasy. But let's put aside the gory details for a minute and talk about what the focus of a porn flick should be. The actresses. Any horn dog should get a little stiffy when they hear the names of Saori Hara, Yukiko Suo, Landian, or Hong Kong's very own Bonnie Loy, especially if they were to be in a film together. Somehow 3D Sex and Sen manages to fuck up a porno featuring these actresses. Firstly, they ruined the movie. They ruined it Dub- by dubbing over Saori Hara's voice with that bitch. Vienna limbs like oh my god <laughs> he knows the dubbing artist as well a bitch fucking Jesus. bitch we are perfectly content with hearing the original soundtrack of Japanese pornos even though we don't understand the word they're saying secondly why would you whip Yukiko Suo to shreds in a porno what's more she was fucked to death in a movie fucked to death <laughs> like literally fucked to death most of us who went to see 3D Sex and Sen are horny little bastards, not necrophilic uh, sadist freaks. Okay? Judge it, but okay. Speak for yourself there, buddy. <laughs> yeah. If you find any dude still pitching a tent after watching these scenes in the theater, I suggest you get up and leave. He may be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Another point of contention in 3D Sex and Sen, I'm not done yet, <laughs> is the ori- orgy scene with Hiro Hayama. Most of the chicks in that scene are way fucking ugly. Hey! I don't know about that. Motherfucking cunts, that's his quote. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to get a stiffy from watching that? Fuck it. Let's, <laughs> let's also put aside the point for the moment and really focus on why I went to see this movie in the first place. I went to see 3D Sex and Sen because of Vonnie Loy. Before heading to the theaters, I did a little research and find out, found out that Vonnie Loy would be playing the role of a tranny in the film. However, I never expected to see her use her cock, in quotation marks, to club people or to spin a wheel. The movie is also so fucked as to use an old man's voice for her voiceovers. Further, Vonnie's character is name is Elder of Bliss. What the fuck? Fuck it. Forgot the... <laughs> Forget the voiceovers, forget the voiceovers as well. As I said before, I went to see this movie because of Vonnie Loy. In fact, one of the key selling points for 3D Sex and Sen is that we finally got to see Vonnie Loy naked. But the fucking sad part is that we only get to see her bare tits for a total of two seconds. A user on HK Golden even noted that this scene may have been doctored. Final quote. That's right, two whole fucking seconds. Was I supposed to glance at her face or her tits during those two seconds? Like, what am I gonna do? (laughs) And guess what happens after those two precious seconds? She puts her clothes back on, you say? No, her whole body blows up on screen. My dear goddess, Vonnie Loy explodes into pieces of flesh. Motherfuckers! Here's the thing, Vonnie Loy has been my idol. Ever since I was young, he sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> Others have called her ugly and scoffed at her fake boobs. Now he's all of a sudden very sensitive. You don't call anybody ugly. But my love for her has never wavered. So when I first heard about this 3D porn flick starring Vonnie Loy and two of Japan's Japan's top porn models almost a year ago, I totally jizzed my pants. I spent an entire year in rabid anticipation for 3D sex and sex. And for what? 
for a two-second flash of Vonnie's tits and her subsequent bodily explosion. Do you know what fucking kind of mental damage this has caused me? Every time I see pictures of Vonnie Loy from Hensworth, I will be reminded of Elder Bliss's voice and her exploding body. They fucking ruined a perfect image of my dear Vonnie Loy. You fuckballs! Finally, many question my sanity with regards to my rage and all this. But I tell you, my mind is crystalline, or however you pronounce that, and my rage is pure. And to end it all, fuck you motherfucking 3D6 and Sam. Take that and sh- take that and smoke it, 3D6 and Sam. I'm almost certain this guy was on the bus. That's why he had so much time to write. I'm almost certain. He was fucking steaming on the bus with his notepad. Like, is there a fire up here? No, it's just a guy that's steaming. <laughs> he didn't even there. have a laptop. He had a notepad. He's like sitting there, you know, pencil and pen. Or... Drawing drawing illustrations with stabbing symbols and stuff like that. Stabbing 3D6 <laughs> and sad. Like, that doesn't make sense. You can't stab a movie. <laughs> you fuckballs, indeed. Well, that's, that's it. <laughs> okay, that was your little bonus listeners. See you next time. Bye-bye. That takes uh, that, that, I, I, that must have been so much fun seeing Chapman told trying to keep a straight face reading that. I mean, it really takes an actor to to make that legendary, and does he did so.